Cheers, love. Oh, that was nice. That was a good clink. I like that <laughs> clink. Okay, so this episode's actually going to drop right before Valentine's Day. So Nalani had the great idea to make this our Galentine's Day Yay! podcast episode. I'm super excited. Um, and of course, in celebration of all things love and cute and adorable in our friendship, we are drinking a um, sparkling, bubbly adjacent, because it didn't really bubble that much, um, rosé wine. It's called Bitch Bubbly. Which is perfect for us. Oh my god, such a great name. She, I had to get it. <laughs> she texts me a photo of this like tiny little cute bottle that says Bitch Bubbly, and she goes, I just got this for our next podcast episode. I was like, one, that's adorable. Two, that bottle's way too tiny. I was like, don't worry. I got two. <laughs> I was like, that's my girl. That's my girl right there. So yeah, we're drinking Bitch Bubbly. Um, she and I both are huge Rosé fans, so yeah, Rosé is always a good choice I for us. I feel like this one is really, it's it's not quite a Rosé. It's it's really sweet. It is really sweet. A little bit sweeter than what we normally do. We usually like go a little dry in our choices. I feel like this could be like a dessert Rosé. Kind of close. At least for us, a dessert, because we don't yeah. really do dessert wine. I mean, it has a little bit of dryness to it, but mm-hmm. it's definitely really, really sweet. And I think we, we said bubbly adjacent because it's not as, like, effervescent as some of the other sparklings or bubblies yeah. that we've had before. But it's still it's still really, really good. Highly recommend. Also, just a kick-ass name to call it Bitch Bubbly. Yeah. Your marketing team is winning on all angles. That's all I have to say. And I think on the label, there's, like, a heart with a dagger through it. So, I mean. Yeah, there was. <laughs> perfect. This is so perfect. So, and we, this is not an anti-love podcast episode for today. This is a celebrating all love podcast episode for yes. today, which we will talk about, I'm sure. Um, actually, that you know, that's a solid segue to our first segment where we're going to be sipping on story time, uh, where we're going to revisit some memorable moments and share and dissect about them. So... Yeah, we were going to do, like we said, we were going to do Galentine's Day, and um, I guess I should probably give some background of what you and I do to celebrate Valentine's Day. Um, I don't remember when this started. Honestly, I don't remember when this started, Um, but... I want to say, like, after... I think it was after high school. Yeah, definitely after high school. It was definitely after high school. I don't know how soon after high school, but I know we did this in college, so it had to happen, like... A year or yeah, two after I we graduated, you. Mm-hmm. you were gone at UCLA, so it's like I wanted. We're always constantly looking for excuses to spend time with each yeah. other. That's the theme of our friendship. We are looking for excuses to spend more time with each other. But what we decided was, and I really, honestly, I think this happened. I was thinking about this um, earlier today. I really think you were the one who started this, and I think it was right after <clears throat> I broke up with my high school boyfriend. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think it was the year after he and I broke up, and you were like, no, I'm not going to have you not do something for Valentine's Day. We're going to spend Valentine's Day together. And mind you, I went all out for Sasha. You went all out for me. And she's in a relationship at this time. Like, she has a boyfriend. But was I really? (laughs) Let's be real on that one. He was such a... either anyway i benefited from her having a shitty romantic relationship because all of the love that she was clearly it was just us in a relationship it was just in a platonic relationship and this has been the most (laughs) successful relationship of my life that's all i have to say it's a genius decision on our part but yeah so 
I'm pretty sure that was the year that you decided you're like, no, we're going to do something together. We're going to celebrate Valentine's Day because just because you're not in a romantic relationship doesn't mean that you shouldn't celebrate the people you love and people who love you back. Um, so we got dressed up. We went out to dinner together. To Benihana's. To Benihana's. <laughs> All these romantic couples around us, and we're like, yes, table for two, please. (laughs) Please do the little heart thing with the rice just for us. Oh, yeah. I remember. That was fun. It was great. It was amazing. I think, was that the year I wrote you the poem, or was that a different year? I want to say that was. Okay. Sasha wrote me this really beautiful poem about a rose, but the rose obviously was me. Clearly. And that's like my favorite flower. Everybody knows that. Um, but yeah, I have it. I still have it to this day. It's hanging on my wall. Yeah, I was kind of floored that you framed it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I framed it. Yeah, because she didn't have it framed. And I was like, no, I want to display this. Like, you're my writer friend. And yeah, that's beautiful. And it's about me. <laughs> so for, for years now, we have made sure that we did something with each other for Valentine's Day. Regardless of our romantic relationship status, we took part of that time to spend together most of the time it's not the actual day I feel like you're usually in a relationship and therefore like that should be reserved for your significant other and you guys usually spend the day of Valentine's Day together but we always spend like the weekend before or a couple days after we at least try to like drop off our little goodies to each other I know that we make it we make it a point to like oh here's something like whether that's little sweets or like a little candle something or something. that says I thought of you during this time and I wanted you to yeah, have something Yeah, nothing special. like super fancy. Yeah, we, but... I, mean, I'm not, I didn't buy you a diamond ring. I love yeah. you, but no. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, our story today is really just going to be recapping some of our favorite moments from the Galentines that we have spent with each other. So I'm going to let you go first. What is one of your favorite things that we've done together? Gifts that I've given you, a gift that you've given me? Well... I definitely, the top one is still that poem. Like, I still look at it to this day. That like, was a solid one on me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, it, it was so personal. Like, you created it. You took time to write it, think of it, and then also kind of, like, you drew a few things on there. I think mm-hmm. a rose. I, I drew a rose. And I think I wrote it in calligraphy. I think that's when I had recently yeah. gotten my calligraphy set, and I wrote it in and calligraphy. And then you burned the edges, and it would look oh, so, yeah. like, <laughs> it's so pretty. So it's, like, I definitely like that. But... I think another time, <laughs> of course, it's always, it always goes back to my stupid-ass ex, but I think, obviously, he was slipping up. He always did. Yeah. Um, But I think you got, you got me, like, roses. Oh, my God, yes. I do remember that. I totally forgot that I did that. I surprised you with roses. Yeah. <laughs> like, we clearly have been friends for an incredibly long time. I remember this. I forgot that I did this for you. Um, I, I went out and I bought you flowers, and I texted your little sister. And I was like, hey, when is she not going to be home? And I was back and forth with your sister. I had planned to come to go show up at your house when you weren't there. She let me in the house. I went upstairs to your room, left the roses in your room, and then left. And you came home from work, I think, or something. And they were in your room. Yeah, it was, like, super special. And it wasn't just, like, a little bunch of, like, roses. It was a legit, like, bouquet of roses in a vase. (laughs) It was just, like beautiful and I was so excited and obviously like I told my my ex at the time and I was just like oh my god like gushing about it and he just was like ugh Sasha like so annoyed like well she's like 
three times the man that you'll ever be. <laughs> so why are you mad? So sorry that somebody bought me a bouquet of roses. Yeah, like, uh, that was, like, my favorite thing. I'm not, I don't even know what he got me, but clearly it was shit. Because I was just, like, so excited for, for clearly, roses. Clearly you remember me giving you that. And not yeah, that's, like, you. my favorite flower. So I was, like, it was a, it was a big... Fuck you to him. <laughs> Unintentional, but but <laughs> but was it though? <laughs> but yeah, I I do remember that. Oh my so. god, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, that was yeah, that was like the best Galentine's because it was like genuinely a good surprise. You it was know, just like oh you you snuck into my house and you in a non creepy threatening <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, and I left roses in your room. That's ironic because I feel like one of my favorite gifts that you've given me for Valentine's Day was you gave me a bouquet of flowers as well. Mm-hmm. And I had, I think we had had a conversation months before because you are queen of like remembering something random and obscure that I said six months before a date and then showing up on my birthday with the one thing that I mentioned once in oh, fall. I'm good. I'm good. You were so good at this doing this. This is the Libra quality that I just love. It's You're just so like... good. It's ridiculous. So I think I had mentioned to you like months, months, months before Valentine's Day that it had been like years since someone had given me flowers and that the last time I could remember getting flowers <laughs> was because someone died, not because someone just wanted to do something nice for me yeah. and give me and flowers. And your ex was pretty shitty too. So I don't fault him. We were children. He was shitty. He was shitty. Just let that ship sail. He, he was shitty. I'll say it for you. He was shitty. <laughs> he wasn't the best. He wasn't the best, but I don't fault he him. He was shitty. <laughs> don't listen to Sasha. She's too nice. He was shitty. Moving on. Anyway. He was shitty. <laughs> to reiterate. <laughs> anyway. So I had said that I hadn't gotten flowers and that the last time I could remember getting flowers was they weren't given to me. They were given like to my family because yeah. a family member had passed away. And you show up at my house. This was after we had turned 21. You show up at my house with a bottle of red wine because I love red mm-hmm. wine and a huge bouquet of flowers for me. And I was like, oh my God, not only is someone actually getting me flowers, but she gave me flowers on Valentine's Day. Cause I think that was one of the years that either you showed up at my house, like, on Valentine's Day or, like, the day before the day after. Like, it was one yeah. of the weird years where it worked out perfectly. shitty ex for you, you know? She was like, well, I'm not doing anything. My boyfriend of five years hasn't planned anything. I'm just going to go to my best friend's house and surprise her with flowers. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to cry into my bottle of red wine. But it was just, it was so sweet. And I think why it was so sweet to me was because you remembered a conversation that I had had with you months before about like a throwaway comment of like oh yeah I can't I can't remember the last time that I got flowers that's so strange la 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 and then we just talked like boom flowers (laughs) and you're like got it mental note next time I can get flowers I'm a gift giving ninja you are a gift giving ninja you definitely have I've opened plenty of gifts from you where I'm like I don't remember verbalizing wanting this I knew I thought it I said it in my spirit Clearly, the FBI agent living in my phone texts you directly when I want something solid. I'm telling you, the Libra quality that is just like amazing. It's no. just that intuition of like, this give, is what they need right yeah, now. I need to give you this, or oh my gosh, that dress or that whatever it is in the window, that's perfect for them. And she's always right. She's always right. I don't think you've ever given me a gift and I've been like, oh, thanks, and like lying about actually liking it. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened in our relationship. Good. 
that and the other time, the other thing that you gave me was, uh, I know you remember this. There was a year when you were actually trying to do something really sweet for your ex and you spent like two months folding little Oh my God. Oh no. You got super origami on it and folded tiny bits of paper into like these three dimensional little hearts. I was so devastated because it was just like, it took so much time and it was just wasted on a person that didn't appreciate it. And Uh it was just like, wow, thanks. And I was like, ugh my heart (laughs) it's like okay that was 30 hours but sure no big deal so like when I make these stars they're very very Asian origami status I wasn't gonna call you super Asian for that so I'm glad you called yourself super Asian for that Mm -hmm. I I accept that it's okay I love it but yeah there's these they're they're like little tiny baby stars that you have to intricately fold and a it's a million different ways itty bitty bits of paper like the size of it is like smaller than the first knuckle bit of your finger like it's tiny 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 yeah so imagine trying to fill a jar of that yep it took a while and you did one for your ex you filled a good size jar for him and then you did a nice cute little mini jar for me yeah and you gave obviously you gave it to both of us he had the reaction that you just did was like oh this is nice (laughs) thanks and you were like oh knife to my soul and then you gave me mine I was like oh my god did you fold all of these (laughs) how long did this take you I'm just like looking at this little tiny jar like this is the cutest thing in the whole wide world I can't believe you would do something like this it literally still sits on my bookshelf over here if you haven't seen it it's still there along with the book that you gave me that says I like you because and has all the things that you like about me and they both sit right next to each other on my bookshelf gosh we're just we're so disgusting. <laughs> people, if, like, people from high school are, like, listening to us, they're probably, like, these bitches. We're so annoying. We're so annoying. But, yeah, I love it. And I keep it because I thought it was so sweet. And I know how much time that took. Yeah. And, and I think for me, the fact that someone would spend that much time on me is something that I really value and I think was just so important. And that's why, like... It's a jar of paper. Sure, I could have been like, eh, I'm not going to keep it. I kept it for a year. I don't need it anymore. But I'm like, no, this is a representation of her love. <laughs> it stays with me. I got full, like, how to lose a guy in 10 days. You let our love bird die. <laughs> no, and I, I even made one for Matt. And oh, yeah, I forgot you made him yeah, one. Yeah, uh-huh. and I, I was like, please, please. <laughs> please, please be a better reaction this please. time. Like, And, of course, it was, like, the best reaction mm-hmm. It was just like because he's the best guy in the whole wide world. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh my god, this is so cute! You took so much time. I really love it. I think he even has it like displayed. I'm too. sure he does. I'm so it's sure just like oh, you validated how much time and effort I put into this. I was like, I love you so much. And if we didn't need like the millionth reason for why he's a thousand times better yes. than your ex, this yes. is just reason number a million and one of like. Showing that he appreciated that you took time to do something. He's proud of my little stars. (laughs) (laughs) Like, thank you, babe. I'm as proud of them too. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, needless to say, we spend tons of time together and have spent every year, probably for like the past mm, like eight or nine years, doing something for each other, either really big or just kind of sweet for Valentine's Day. Yeah, because I'm a I'm a big love person. You are. That's the Libra in me. Hearts are her favorite. Roses is her favorite flower. It's a whole theme over there. And it's not even because, like, I'm not even going to go as far as saying, like, Valentine's Day is, like, my favorite holiday. 
because that's just not the case. I've had so many, like, bad Valentine's Days, or mm-hmm. I was kind of just indifferent about <clears throat> Valentine's Day. But it's just, I don't know, I've always had an obsession with hearts. I always thought it was cute. And so, I don't know, I just, I, the only reason why I get excited for Valentine's Day is seeing all the heart stuff at Target. <laughs> that is true. That is true. You go into the store, you're like, oh my god, all their Valentine's stuff is here. Look at all the hearts. And I'm like, yeah. okay. I was like, oh, I can go to Kohl's or I can go to, like, little boutiques. And I'm like, they have heart sweaters. Like, they give you a heart scarf. <laughs> I'm like, here she goes again. This is going to be, the like, the eighth scarf you own, but whatever. Yeah. That's the, probably the only reason. But, but yeah. it's sweet. It is perfect. And I think it's funny because I'm, like... It's not that I don't, don't like holidays, but I've never, I shouldn't say I've never, like, holidays are not something that gets me super excited. Like, yeah. I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, this is my favorite holiday. Like, I've been asked that question tons of time by people like, oh, what's your favorite holiday? And I'm always like, I don't know. I don't think I have one because, I don't know, it's just not something that, like, I really focus on. It's not, I feel like every day should be special and I'm not a big yeah. person. I'm not a big like, oh no, I'm really looking forward to this event or to this day. Like if I wanted to do something special, I'm going to do something special. I don't need a day or an excuse to do something special. Um, but for me, I feel like Valentine's Day has become an event where I get to show you how much I love you. And I think that is something that I find really special and taking, it's like a good reminder, I should say. Like I, I think I try, I won't say I do, I try to show the people that I love that I love them as often as I can in mm-hmm. either something I say or something I do or being there for them or whatever it may be. Um, but I feel like Valentine's Day comes as a strong reminder of like, no, there are people in my life who I really, really value and who are really important to me and I cherish being around them. And this is just a good time to remind myself and to remind them how important they are in my life. So even though I'm not a big holiday person, I do actually enjoy Valentine's Day because I'm like, yeah, I get to show people who I love that I still love them and that I think, or that I know them. And I feel like that's the bigger thing for me when it comes to giving someone a gift. It's not like a, whoever buys you the biggest ring is the one who loves you the most. No, I feel like, at least in my opinion, like whoever knows you the best is the one who loves you the most. And, or, I mean, I wouldn't want to put a most on love, but you get my point. Like, I like the... I like the excuse to show that I listen. I like the excuse to show that you're important to me and that I care about, like, what you care about and what you think about. So that's why I enjoy Valentine's Day. That's the reason why I, you know, write poetry or I buy you your favorite flower or something like that because I feel like that's important. And I just, I hate that so many people get stressed out over over Mm. Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not that big of a deal. Or, like, I think a really good point to talk about, especially about, people being stressed out about Valentine's Day, you were in a long committed relationship with Douchebag, who we will constantly call Douchebag throughout this entire yeah. podcast. And um, you guys break up. You dated a guy. You didn't date a guy. Like, you were single. You weren't single. And then you started dating your current boyfriend, who we love and is amazing. So I feel like for a good amount of the time that we've been in, like, our dating years, you've been in a relationship. Yeah. We've been best friends for the entirety of the time Mm -hmm. that we have been dating people and I think there's been one year where I've had a boyfriend on Valentine's Day literally one year of the entire time that we have been best friends during this dating time Uh, I think so I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he got me something I know we went somewhere I know he took me somewhere okay that's fine yeah like I hate when people are like, oh my god, I need to get something for Valentine's Day and they're stressing about a gift. It's just like really, like like you said, it's not, 
It shouldn't be a day that you feel obligated to do something. Yeah. It should be because you want to. It should be a And I mean, yeah, day. you should practice love towards your loved ones every single day. But it's, I think it's kind of cute to have a day where you, you do a little bit more. Yeah, totally. And so, like, when people stress out about gifts, it's just like, no, that's. That's but just, you have the wrong focus for the day. Yeah, and it's just like, if you're so stressed out, I think you need to talk with your partner about that. Yeah. Um, And I feel like the other half of it being single going through Valentine's Day, like, being in a relationship going through Valentine's Day, you're right, a lot of people will focus on, like, the wrong thing. And they'll be stressing about, like, did I spend enough money? Did I get a nice enough gift for them to make them know that I love them? And then me and all my single, well, I shouldn't say me because I don't really give a shit, but all my, a fair <laughs> amount of my single friends would be like, oh my god, it's the loneliest day of the year. All you see is couples everywhere. Like, I'm sad because of a recent breakup, or I'm sad because I haven't had a good relationship in a while. And I'm like, were you sad on the 13th? Yeah. Are like, you- why does the 14th make you just, like, hate life? Right. Like, there are always happy couples around, and I don't think that should fuel your jealousy of being like, I'm, I don't have that right now, so I'm upset that you have that. I'm like, no. There's a so many ways to love there's so many things to love so many people to love not being in a romantic relationship that you find loving doesn't mean that this day has to be a shit day for you doesn't mean that you have to like oh throw the whole day away I'm staying home yeah like I I, okay I like Valentine's Day do I celebrate it yes to an extent Mm -hmm. will I go out on Valentine's Day absolutely not because everybody decides to go out and I think it's stupid so many humans everywhere all of them I don't need to see your bitter comments, Karen. Same thing. On, on Same social thing. media. Same like, thing. Oh, it's National Singles Day or whatever bullshit that you put on Single there. Single Awareness I don't care. Day. Because they yeah, want yeah. SAD as the acronym. It's I'm like, like, you're trolling yourself right now. Yeah, you're like, calling yourself why? sad. Why are you sad? Were you sad yesterday? Are you going to be sad in March? Are you going to be sad tomorrow? Nicer? Like, what? It's pointless. It's pointless. And I feel like... Like, take a social media day break for Valentine's Day if you're going to be that bitter. Exactly. I don't go to restaurants on Valentine's Day, not because I'm bitter, but because I hate people, I hate crowds, and I hate PDA. All three of them converge together in a restaurant on Valentine's (laughs) Day. Shelton. Fuck it all. (laughs) (laughs) I will be at home with my face in my shirt, spraying air freshener. Get Get it out of the air. I don't need it anymore. But... I'm also not going to be out there trolling people like, uh, they're holding Look hands. Look at you and your happiness. <laughs> Fuck that happiness. Get it out of my face. No, there's no point in doing that. I wouldn't do that on, you know, Monday, March the, the 19th. Why would I do that on February 14th? There's, I don't see the, the like strong attachment that on this day you must be sad unless you are in a romantic relationship. Yeah, and my thing is like, okay... You may not have a romantic partner, but, like, you don't have family or friends. Like, right, why, right. And I why do like, you need to attach it to a man or why do you need to attach it to a woman? Or like, even at that point, like, I feel like our relationship definitely saved me from being one of those people who would go down, like, the sad singles awareness day trolling other people. Not that I would think that that lowly of myself, but who knows? I'm a trash human. <laughs> Not that big of a trash human to where you. But really though. (laughs) (laughs) But to your point, like why? Why does a day that celebrates love have to only be about a romantic relationship? Like I love celebrating our friendship. I love celebrating the relationship I have with my sister. I love celebrating the relationship I have with my family, with any of my other friends. Like 
why does it have to be, oh, I don't have a boyfriend, therefore, this is the worst day of the year, and I'm so pissed off, and I'm so depressed, and I don't want to go anywhere, and I'm just going to sit at home and cry. Why? There's so many other things to love in your life. Like, why Why is today the day to just be yeah. pissed? To love your friends, love your family, love yourself. More importantly. That is, like, the biggest person that you should practice love with. Number one portion right there. <sighs> I don't know. We'll just never understand bitter people. I mean, yes, that's that. Those are facts, but to the help of the world, because not that I'm a good person, but I just would like the world to be better than what it currently is. Oh yeah, I think your point about self love is critical. Is that I mean, and I honestly, I believe that I think you can be in a good relationship without having a good relationship with yourself. I don't think you have to fix yourself first, but I do think everything in your life starts to be a little bit more clear and a little bit easier to work through. If you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, today was bad, but I still love me and we still tried mm-hmm. our hardest to get through this. I think that's so, so, so important. And on days like this, when like, okay, yeah, let's say you really do want to have a good romantic relationship. You don't have one and that does make you sad. And seeing couples around on this day makes you extra sad, but you have a strong love for yourself. You can walk through this day seeing all these couples that are super happy and not be like, oh, I'm such a failure. My life is so terrible right now. Nothing good is happening. You can look at yourself and be like, one day, but I love me and that's what's more important right now. And it's okay. I am enough. It's okay. I am enough as is. Like, If I get that great relationship, amazing. If I don't get that great relationship, that's okay because I love me. And like you said, I am enough. I think that's a good mantra to just be able to have and to say. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a big self-love advocate. Yes. You read all the self-love books. I do. I, again, Libra over here. I love love. (laughs) She loves loves and she loves to give gifts. If you take anything away from this episode, Noani loves love. (laughs) She loves hearts and she loves to give gifts. It's just, I, I had a long journey with Mm self-love and I had to get to a point to where I had to be like, listen, your worth is not dependent on another person. Like you need to love yourself because at the end of the day, you, you really only have yourself. Yeah. So it, it's a lot of process or it's a big process, but then it's a lot of work that you have to put into it and you know I know as scary as change sounds but you know you have to put that work in Mm -hmm. and And it's it's worth it to be able to wake up in the morning and love yourself and to, to feel like you are enough and feel like you're not lying saying that to yourself but you mean it when you say that to yourself it's so worth it to have those those moments of clarity and those moments of just deep love yeah and then I mean, people think, oh, I have to wake up every day and I need to do an affirmation. It's like, no, self-love can be um, reading a book Mm -hmm. that entertains your mind, Um, doing a social media cleanse because of the negative comments and all the negative content that's on there. Um, It could be eating healthy and taking care of your body, working out. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, this weird Pinterest (laughs) board of, like, positivity and... You have to be that one... Meditation and all that. ...super positive person, and that's the only thing... That's the only version of self-love that exists. Like, no. No, there's different ways or different versions of self-love. And I think, more importantly, you have to learn what love is for you and, like, how you love to figure out how to love yourself because... 
if you if you're doing something just because like oh someone else said this is the be- this is the path to enlightenment this is the way you learn to love yourself and say affirmations every morning for some people hell yeah that works 100% affirmations I'm not shitting on like they are proven to work to help rewire the way that you think of things they do but if that's not who you are but that might not be somebody's starting point that might not be somebody's it might starting be someone's point. end game but not their or it might not point. even factor in at all like sure. i i like a good affirmation however you know me in the morning i am trash in the morning i barely function as a human in the morning you want me to wake up and remember to say something positive <laughs> to myself you're lucky i remembered which toothbrush was mine like no <laughs> I'm not alive. I'm not a good person. I could give a good affirmation while going to bed. Sure, that's at peak hours. But yeah, I mean, you don't have to do it in the morning. I mean, no one says that you have to do it in the morning. I mean, it would make perfect sense to do it at night because then you can manifest it in your in your dreams. Yeah, and no one's journey is the same. Like for me, if it would be if I were to take the path of affirmations, it would definitely be at night. Definitely be something that I want to meditate on when I sleep. Try and like make sure I have a good positive dream about it. For other people, it's like I have to start my day on a good foot or the rest of the day is going to go downhill and that's going to really mess up my mental state. For other people, affirmations don't factor. It's not how they're going to do things. For someone else, it might be like if I wake up and do yoga, I feel, you know, enriched and I feel ready for the day. So you and, and I think the point of it is you need to learn what one, what works for you and two, how you show love to yourself. I think that's really important and and, and vital in figuring out what your self-love is, is how you show love to yourself and how you show love to others. Yeah. And it's just like, like I said, with my self-love journey, Mm -hmm. it's like I was with somebody that really, really hurt my confidence and really hurt my self-worth. So trying to navigate through like, well, who am I? Am I worthy? Am I enough? Am I, like, pretty enough? Am I good enough? Am am I, like, what am I, basically? Like, I was struggling to figure out who I was. Um, And it also happened at at an age, well, I feel like we're we're constantly redefining our own identities, but really, like, in your... It's like a pivotal age. It's a pivotal age, like, late teens, early 20s. It's a pivotal age for figuring out, like, who you want to become as an adult and to have that happen on top of trying to figure out like if you're worthy of real love, if you, you know, if you're pretty enough, like you said, if you're, you're worth it enough, like all of that to happen on top of this being a super pivotal age is. Yeah, and then, and there was an infidelity in our relationship. So, I mean, you add that and you're just like, I feel like I'm a piece of shit. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So it's like picking up myself and, and deciding at that moment that no, I choose myself, I choose my happiness over your happiness because you hurt me. Mm-hmm. You destroyed my confidence. Um, yes, I need to take responsibility in the fact that, you know, I am my own person and I control my own feelings and emotions, but I do have to honor the fact that you did hurt me. You did a lot of things to to hurt my trust or break my trust. And now it's like I have to make, I have to set my boundaries and be like, listen, like I'm choosing myself. I'm choosing to love myself, which is something that was really hard for me to do after a while. But um, yeah, it, it was just that realization that you're not gonna save me. I have to save myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's hard for people. I mean, I'm not gonna say that 
self-love is easy. It's not going to happen overnight. It's just something you have to work at every single day. Yeah. But realize that you are a badass person and you're worth you're worth that love. Yeah. The unconditional love that you give to your friends and family and your support system, you are actually worth that love too. Exactly. And I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head with that, that we willingly will give love or work on love in outside relationships mm-hmm. and that's not considered work in our brain that's just considered like of course I'm going to like do you're this. helping that person yeah but we're like of course I'm going to do this of course I want to love that person but the second you start talking about loving yourself it's like no that's too difficult no that's too much work and I think really like a pivotal point in in your journey on self-love is getting to the place where you recognize I do this anyway for everyone else in my life that I care about so why not do it for myself yeah and I mean, I have clients that, with their situation, they're, like, constantly focused on either their family, like, I, I just don't want to open up and I don't want to be honest with them, mm-hmm. or even show my emotions because it's going to affect my family or my support system. And I'm like, no. I was like, well, what, what is the reason why you feel this way? And mm-hmm. they're like, because I feel selfish. I was like, mm. okay, pause. You need to stop. <laughs> like, let's you, address that first. I was like, how is that being selfish? They're like, because I change the mood. I make, I can make a situation that's supposed to be happy or we're having a good time and it can go instantly dark. And it's like, no, I had to, I always have to be like, you, you need to get that out of your vocabulary. It's not being selfish. Mm-hmm. You are taking care of you. Right. You need to be honest. You need to set your boundaries. You need to focus on your happiness and your mental health. And it's just about being honest with that support that support system and yeah. just being like, listen, this is the situation that I'm in. I don't want you to feel this way because it's not going to help me and it's not going to help you. But at the same time, this is something that I need. And Mm -hmm. it's just about being honest about what you need in order to practice that self-love. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you make a really good point that showing care to yourself is not an act of selfishness. And I think that's something that unfortunately a lot of people will will confuse, especially I feel like anyone who's just like a natural caregiver or someone who's naturally nurturing, they think taking time for themselves means I'm taking away from someone else and therefore I'm being selfish because I'm taking away from that person. And it's like, no, there's enough. I always feel like there's enough love to go around. And I don't like the concept of like dividing love or subtracting love. And that if I give to you, I have to take from myself to give to you. Like, no, I, I truly deeply believe in my heart that love is infinite and giving to myself doesn't mean that I give you less. If anything, it means that we get more because now I have love and you have love. Yeah. And I always tell my clients, it's like, that's great. That's perfect that you're an, you're an empath Mm -hmm. and that you are, you went through such trauma and yet you're still willing to give to people. But I was like, you cannot, you cannot give from an empty cup. Yeah. I was going to say, you can't pour pour from from an empty cup. Yeah. Pour from an empty cup. Mm Because I was like, then what? Then what are you giving them? And you're giving the last remnants of yourself. And I was like, you're, by practicing self-love, you are redefining your relationships. You're redefining what you're giving people. Mm -hmm. And you're also rediscovering your power. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's such a hard concept to, to have clients see or 
people in general. Oh my it's God, just, it's a hard concept for, it's for people. It's that break of like selfishness. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no. <laughs> we have to, you have to uncouple those two words or two like mental parameters from themselves. They do not exist together. They don't have to go hand in hand with mm-hmm. each other. Now, I do want to take a pause and go to the exact opposite of the scale because I feel like this is something that I've noticed more recently in my life about people, I wouldn't say using the excuse of self-love, but like taking it to its most extreme. Like we have the people who think it's selfish and therefore will never do anything for themselves and never give love to themselves, only give love to others who you have to have that message of like, you can't pour from an empty cup, please replenish, please show love and kindness to yourself. And then you have the people who, who hit the other extreme where it's like, no, 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 nothing's wrong with me. This is all on you. And if we have a problem, it's because of you. And if you say something to me constructive, you're trying to damage me. And for the sake of my own self-worth and my own self-love, I need to shut you out and not listen to you. And I feel like that's like the the negative dark catch 22 of a self-love movement and of being, you know, kinder and happier with yourself is that some people take it to that place where it's like, oh, okay, anyone who says anything negative about me is a hater and I can't listen to them because they just want to bring me down. And I'm like, or you did a shitty thing and someone who cares it's about like you. It's like accountability. Like yeah. you need to be accountable for your actions. And I feel like self-love should always go hand in hand with introspection. I don't think self-love ever goes hand in hand with selfishness, but yeah, I think no. it goes hand in hand with introspection. Being like, what do I need? What am I not giving to myself? What am I overinflating? Like, is this my ego that's talking? Is this my childhood trauma that's talking to me? Like, what is it that's informing the way that I'm responding? What's, what is it that's informing the way that I'm loving or not loving myself and others? And I feel like if you take introspection out of that conversation, you get one of the two. You get the person who's like, no, it's selfish to show love to myself. Or you get the person who's like, no one can say shit to me because... because- I am, I am the a, self-love queen. <laughs> I am the Instagram self-love guru. Everyone goes to me for all the words of wisdom and advice because my life is perfect and there is never a thing that I do wrong. And I feel like I didn't I didn't even validate that the other side of that spectrum existed. Because I, of course, assumed that like, oh, if you're showing love to yourself, this is always a good thing. This is never yeah. going to hit its other extreme of turning into a bad thing. And then I started seeing this cycle happen where people would shut out other people who care for them because they said something they didn't want to hear. And I'm like, oh, that's not protecting your energy, boo-boo. That's living in a state of denial. And I don't know where you crossed over into that path, but you made it there. No, I totally get it. it... <sighs> and that's <laughs> like... I... Again, like, with my clients, like, we have conversations of, like, you know, I always push. My first thing that I always try to push because, unfortunately, with trauma and very adversive childhoods, there, there is low self-esteem yeah. and very little self-love. Mm-hmm. But then when I start going into conversations like, okay, well, what is the problem with like your support system or like what's going on with your other outside relationships, like a relatively healthy one. Right. And it's always like, well, they're always telling me to do this and they're, you know, it's like they're getting irritated and agitated by, by advice people are giving them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. You might need to take a step back. And it's always so hard 
to mention that to them because yeah. they're they're already like they have their their boundaries and their wall up and they're like wait a minute no I'm supposed they're supposed to walk on eggshells for me mm-hmm. and they're supposed to cater to my needs right now it's like okay but it has to be like balanced there yeah. has to be yeah. give and pull like and I feel like especially dealing with someone where like you know there's like a low self esteem or low confidence issue going on and you you don't want to push them too hard in either way because I get it. Like it's hard to choose who you take advice from. It's hard to choose like, or hard to to figure out someone saying something to you to hurt you and bring your self-esteem lower. And someone saying something to you that's not necessarily kind, but is honest. And they're trying to help you see something that you might not see a blinder for your own particular life. And especially in a position, in a position where you have lower self-esteem, I feel like that's even harder to figure out, who is saying something to try and hurt me and who is saying something because they are trying to help me, especially if both of them are, are technically a criticism. Yeah. It's like that fight or flight. It's like, you're always in a state of like, I don't know if I'm safe. Yeah. Like I don't love myself, so I can't trust my, myself no to, to make decisions because there, there, there has been situations where my decisions have led me to either trauma or like being hurt or some sort all of that. pain. Yeah. And then it's like, you have these family members or friends or whoever that's in their lives and trying to give them constructive criticism, mm-hmm. I guess. And they're like, no, but are you trying to take advantage of me? Are you trying to hurt me as well? So it's always that like panic. And I'm just like, you need to breathe. Yeah. And, and, and- it's like, it's about having that conversation yeah, with your support system or your loved ones or whoever. It's like change doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't pop up out of thin air. There has to be that uncomfortable conversation. Exactly. Or you need to sit down and be like, listen, I hear what you're saying, but maybe you're not telling me in the right way or I'm not getting it. Mm-hmm. Is there a way that you can change what you're saying to me so that I can understand it or vice versa. If the person's giving advice, it's like, I'm trying to tell you this, but you're taking it as this way. But I really mean that it's this. Right. And it's just, it's such a difficult concept for people to grasp because I mean, not everybody wants to be in uncomfortable situations. Nobody wants to be in an uncomfortable situation. I feel like some people are better at being in uncomfortable (laughs) situations. No one's looking for it. No one wakes up in the morning like, hey, I'm going to call up my friend and ask her what's wrong with me. No like, one wants I love, that. I love drama, but when <laughs> Poppy in an uncomfortable situation, I'm like, no. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> I want to go home. This is not where I was meant to be. I need to get the first Uber out of this room. Uh-uh. And I mean, like, it sucks. But you're right. You, you know, change doesn't come from comfortability. You have to get yourself into an uncomfortable situation. And especially if you're in a place where you are trying to learn to love yourself, that is a change. That is a moment of you recognizing you don't have the self-love that you wish you had. You have created the goal for the self-love that you want to have. That journey is not always going to be comfortable and you have to And have... it's not going to be linear. It's no. going to be up and down. Yeah. And it's going to be a ride. It's going to be rocky, but you're going to get to a point where it's going to become easier. Mm-hmm. It's going to get a little bit easier and you're going to be like, oh, I understand it now. I've adjusted to this process. Here we go. Yeah. Let's continue to to move forward. Yeah. And like (sighs) I said, how I don't think you need to be good with yourself, like completely good with yourself to have a a good additional relationship, romantic or friendship or any other way. I do think 
the better you are with your self-love, you learn to trust yourself better. Like once you can have that true deep love for yourself, you trust yourself. Your your self-esteem is not as low anymore. Your trust in your own decisions is not as low anymore. And then you don't, you're not dependent on what other people think of you. Exactly. And then you get that outside criticism and it, it gets a little easier for you to figure out, okay, no, this person's saying this to hurt me. Or no, maybe this, there's some merit to this. Maybe I need to look back and have a moment of introspection, have a moment of reflection because I trust my own opinion. I trust that I love myself enough to want myself to be better. And I think that's really, really important is that loving yourself enough to put yourself into that uncomfortable position and say, I hate this. I don't want to be here, but I also want myself to be a better person than what I currently am. True that. Do you want to do the, let's do the love languages. We got time. Yeah, we got a little bit of time. <laughs> so, um, and us talking about our self-love. I, um, I brought up to you a little bit earlier about the, the book, the five love languages that came out like, like, I think like late nineties, early two thousands. It's a great book. Um, it outlines in, in a lot of detail, um, different categories for how you can express or how you prefer to have love expressed to you. And the book itself is focused on romantic love, but Nani and I were talking about it and we're like, it's something that translates really well to any other loving relationship that you have, whether that's a friendship like she and I do figuring out what her love language is and what my love language is and how we can express love to each other by respecting each other's love language, or whether it's figuring out what your own love language is and learning what you need to do for yourself in moments when you're feeling low and you want to show a little bit of love to yourself. So, I, I mean, I felt, I feel like, like a long time ago in psychology, like in one of my psychology classes, I, I, or my sociology class, mm -hmm. I figured out what my love language is, but I, for the life of me, I can't even remember. How do you and not I, remember? I don't know, because I feel like. I've, I've never, I'm like, is this a test? I've never taken a test. I there just, is a test. There is, there a, is test? a test? I should probably take this test. I've just read them and been like, yeah, that's probably kind of right. That's yeah. That's probably kind of wrong. Like, there's a little bit of me in each of these. I think so. I feel like we should rank them. I think there's always a little bit in everything, but I feel like we should rank like one to five, number one being most important, number five being least important to you. So okay. I'm going to read them and you figure out your ranking and then I'll do my ranking. So the five are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So I have to rank it right now? Rank them. Get it. <laughs> that, that didn't give you enough time. I like 30 seconds. Of I, I'm like words. processing this. This is too much. You're too on, much too soon. You are on the spot. Let's go, Nani. So my top one? Or like do the lowest because I feel like that's easier to work from the lowest and move up to the top. So which of the five would be number five? What is acts of service? Acts of, okay, so the difference between receiving gifts and acts of service. Receiving gifts would be like. Like someone's doing something for me? Yes. So receiving gifts, I buy you flowers. Active service, I wash your car. Or I go grocery shopping for you. Or, well, that would be you to me because I fucking hate it. But <laughs> <laughs> that is an active service. I didn't want to do it. You did I it would, for me. You know what? I would be like, oh, wow, she went grocery shopping for me. Someone did the dishes. That's an active service for you. Or cooked me dinner. Or cooked you dinner. Yeah. Yeah. That's Dude, an active this service. this is really hard. This is really hard. This is really hard. What's your least? What's, like, the lowest one of them? Because I know they're all really, really important. What's, like, the... If it's on, like, a low totem pole of someone trying to win you over, no one's going to win her over besides Matt. I'm going to let y'all know right now. <laughs> um, but 
if I was trying to win you over, I already have. But I feel like words of affirmation is your lowest one. It's my lowest one because it's like, like I don't need you to like compliment me or to be like you got this. Like I know that's important. It's but important. I think I, I need to be able to tell myself words of affirmation. I okay. don't need someone to tell me that. It's okay. like, that's where so I for in your outside relationships, words of affirmation is low. For your personal self-love relationship, it's probably a little bit it's higher. It's probably higher. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I think that's really good. So then four, right above words of affirmation. Physical touch, I guess. Okay. That doesn't make you feel super loved, like if someone runs up and hugs you? No. Okay. <laughs> because I feel... <laughs> your face when you said that. No. (laughs) I mean, Matt, he's probably going to roll his eyes. Really? Wow. No, I. Fuck you too, babe. I love. No, I love when he hugs me and I love. I love that physical. No, I'm saying you don't. It's not that you don't like it. It's just that it's not like your number one thing. Like being sad, the response wouldn't be hugging you, which I know for a fact is not the response. (laughs) When I'm mad, sad. That's when it's like, don't touch me. You know, even when you're sad, sad, like, it's a gentle, slight touch, but it's not like, oh my yeah, god, come here, let me hold you. Because feel overwhelmed. You can't, you can't handle it. It's not for I you. I feel overwhelmed because I'm just, I don't like to, to be vulnerable in the sense of where if I'm crying, like, no. It, for you, I feel like it's You like, got me. <laughs> it's like compounded vulnerability for you. Like, you don't like to cry in front of people anyway, and then you're crying and feeling like trapped physically because they've got you like yeah, in a I'm bear like, hug. Yeah, I have anxiety now because I'm crying and <laughs> I'm you're no trying long- to touch me and it's just like, no. It's like, I'm no longer sad. I'm just now having an anxiety attack. Thanks, like, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I wish I could verbalize what I feel. <laughs> just like it's like sad mad and like panic all in one it's a great (laughs) it's a great cocktail right there okay so you've got words of affirmation is number five physical touch is number four this is just going to keep getting harder what's your number three i would say giving gifts like that kind of sucks that it's like three but i feel like receiving gifts is a solid three for you it's not like i need lavish gifts or anything Mm -hmm. it's just like I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like, no, I get you. I think like you enjoy receiving gifts, but you also really, really love. I giving love gifts. giving gifts. Yeah, I think that's like, and that's what puts receiving gifts lower for you because you love to give. Because it shows that one, I was listening to you, and one, I was thinking of you at the time when I found something. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I have to give you lavish gifts or anything. I just like I want you to basically have a tangible item that you can see, like, oh, this is Nani's love. Yes. You know. Yes. So I think three is good for that one. Okay, so we've got, which ones are left? Active service and quality time. Which one's two? Which one's one? I know the, they're like hand in hand and it's hard. <laughs> dead oh silence. Oh my god, it was dead silence. And this is all we've got. It's going to be dead silence until the, I end the episode. Because <laughs> I feel like these are tied. They're tied? I'm okay with you saying they're tied. I feel like they're tied because acts of service, like... I'm not one to be like, I need help. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's really difficult for me because I'm a very empowered, self-sufficient woman. And I just feel like... But if someone takes it upon themselves to help you... I have... I Okay, I I admit I have issues with 
letting that go and letting someone help me. Uh-huh. That's like, I'm the, like, no, 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 I can do it. That's literally the one and only time you're, you're controlling. Like, I am the control freak in this relationship. Yes. And that is literally the one time that you beat me and you're more controlling than me. That's it. Yeah, it's just like, if I'm cleaning, if I'm cooking, like, stay out of my way. If you're doing anything and you have decided you are the one doing it, just like, everyone else sit down. I'm the captain. <laughs> everyone else just <laughs> sit down and let her do it. Okay, I'm good with those two being tied for you. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice for someone to, like, make dinner or to clean or all that. Like, when when, when me and Matt lived in Vegas, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, we live with my, par- my grandparents, but at the same time, we were relatively, like, still kind of living on our own. Like, we, we still did our own things. Yeah, like, my grandparents, yeah. like, did whatever they... They had their routine. Yeah. So, it was nice when I came home to, like, a clean house mm-hmm. and... The laundry was folded, and as you see, my basket of unfolded laundry know, over right? there. It's I'm like, exciting. oh my god, I'm avoiding eye um, contact. I'm gonna do it later. <laughs> but um, yeah, like everything was done, dishes were done. He had like the plate set up for him to have dinner with me, and I was Aww, just like, that's so sweet. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that's so nice. But then I do really value quality time because, mm-hmm. like. I love you, babe, but, you know, you get on my nerves sometimes. Like, we know each other. Like, I'll admit it. I probably know him, too. Of course you do. Everyone annoys each other in a relationship. It's normal. And I always tell him, like, your stupid face. But, you know, like. Would you love that stupid face? Yeah. It's like, I want your stupid face to be with me right now. (laughs) I miss that stupid face. Get that stupid face over here. And it's just like, I don't need to. Like, he might need to talk and be, like, have a deep conversation, whatever, but it's, like, I'm cool if you're just, like, chilling with me for, like, right. walking at the mall or just, like, looking or, like, doing something. As long as you're there with me, like, I like it. That's I important. I like that shit. Right. hmm <laughs> So, yeah. I think that's good. I think that's perfect. And that would be definitely for outside relationships. I'm going to have you rethink this for your personal, how you show your own self-love. And if you want to just say, like, your number one and number two. I'm not going to make you go first. I'll do my five. My number one and number two? For self-love. Like, ways that you show love to yourself. If you had to put it in a love language. I feel like quality time is strange, but I also feel like that's probably my number one self-love. Like, me alone in a room is my number one self-love. Yeah, I would definitely say that that's probably number one. Because there's times where it's just, like, the job that I have. And then also helping my parents out mm-hmm. and then cooking and cleaning and doing what I need to do. Being a fur mom. <laughs> being the fur mommy that you are. The Disney princess that I am. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, taking care of Matt and all that. It's just, it gets chaotic in my brain. Yeah. And there's just times where I need to shut down, shut it off, be by myself, right. either read poetry or clean whatever yeah I really like headspace the app yes uh-huh I've heard great things yeah I I think I might bite the bullet and just spend the just 70 for, for the year yeah because I mean it really helped with like guided meditation mm-hmm. as much as people like oh guided meditation no boring. but like it's amazing like I need someone to tell me like wiggle your toes right it's actually your body it's actually really useful to have a guided meditation rather than just doing it by yourself it's so nice it's so so nice I think I am gonna invest in that but yeah quality time would be number one and then words of affirmation number two for your self-love yeah I like that I think that's good because I mean like I said like I 
I can't depend or, or I don't want to depend on someone to tell me like you're, you're pretty. doing a good job you're worth like it. it's nice like mm-hmm. don't get me wrong it's nice to hear that like oh you're beautiful um you are very accomplished like that's fine compliments are amazing they're great but I need to feel that myself yeah I get you and kind of convince myself like no and I think I feel like I understand why you do it because it's like I don't want if someone else stops saying that about me for me to be like, Oh my God, am I no longer pretty? Someone hasn't said it. to Yeah. Me I don't want to tie my happiness to a person. Right. I want to make sure that like, I feel good about myself because I feel good about myself. Not because someone else said that they like whatever I did or that they think I'm pretty or anything like that. So I would, I would agree with that. I think that's really important. And what is your ranking? Um, I can do my self love faster than I can do the other one. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Put me on the spot. I know, it. and you did so well. I'm so proud of you. You did so well. Thank you. Um, it was, it was rough. You got it though. You made it through. I think okay. So for self love, I'm I'm definitely sticking with quality time as my number one. And I feel like you know this about me. Like I love my sister through and through. She's an amazing person. And I love even more how much she understands me and respects our relationship. Because I have legit said to her, my sister likes to talk. I love her, but she likes to talk. I have legit said to her, it's been like an hour long conversation. I've just stared into her beautiful eyes and been like, I love you, but I can't listen to the sound of your voice anymore. I'm leaving (laughs) the room. And I headphones in, walked out of the room because I just could not, I was, no, my brain had been on overload and I couldn't listen to it anymore. And I was like, I pace in my dining room all the time. So I was pacing in my dining room for like two hours. Sheldon Cooper. I can't human for too long. There's too many of them in the world. We need a new plague. I just can't. I can't. So quality time with Sasha is Sasha's number one version of self-love. Anytime you see me alone in a corner with like a book completely covering my face and headphones That's your happy place. God, I'm so happy in that moment. And please don't try and come talk to me or bother me. I will probably just blank stare at you until you walk away and be like, no, no, no. This hour is Sasha's hour. No one else (laughs) speaks during this time. No. And then actually, I think my number two for self-love is active service. Because I feel like I don't like giving myself gifts. I'm, I'm, I, I love saving money. Like, Oh my God, it brings me so much joy to save money. Watching my savings account grow, like, chills. God, it brings me joy. So gifts to myself. A Libra can't do that. I love saving money. <laughs> my God, it's beautiful. What are the, I really you like. love shopping. I know. And I'm looking like, mm. Like, oh, shiny thing. Like, what's my next investment? I wonder, what is it like to get into oh, stocks? Gosh. I'm going to start doing research. Like, I'm that person. So, but I feel like acts of service, for me personally, as a way to show myself love, are more important. Like, yeah, I'm going to buy like myself when this when I got book. you flowers. When you buy me flowers. Or, like, I'm going to take a long, hot bubble bath. That's an act of service to myself to show myself love. Also, a little bit of quality time with me because no one else is there. But a two for one. Two for one. Solid two for one. Or, like, I'm going to go get my nails done. Or I'm going to go to the spa or, like, get a facial, which I still need to do. I still need to book my facial appointment. But... Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, I feel like, is my number two for myself because it's taking not only taking time for myself, but doing something nice to myself. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's more important to me, especially because I'm not a big gift person. Like, yeah. I think that's more important. So those would be my top two for self-love. So, boom. What's your <laughs> least one? I'm going to put you on the spot okay. like you did okay, me. Okay, okay. Let's go. Okay, okay. I got this. I got this. I got this. Um, <laughs> probably receiving gifts. I think that's my number five for from other people. Okay. 
Because I feel like... I know it can be awkward because you're like, I don't need you to give me attention. Like, I can get it myself. I have... Okay, so I have two problems with receiving gifts. Like, the positive half of it, I love knowing that someone thought of me and that they thought so deeply on what I would like or what I would need to get me something so important. That's why I love all the gifts that you give me. Because I can feel and I can see the thought. You better. No. <laughs> Obviously. That and I'm not trying to get murdered right now. So, no, I'm joking. But I can see the thought behind the gifts you give me. And I feel like that's why I end up appreciating them so much. But I am a deeply picky person. You know this about me. Like, my style, I'm super picky about. My decor, I'm super picky about. Yes. Things that go in my car, I'm super picky about. That's like, why I need to listen intently to Sasha's conversation so that way I can figure out gifts for her. I'm like, she's so picky. I'm like, this is slightly the wrong shade of red for this lipstick. I appreciate the thought, but I am a dark red, <laughs> not a coral red. This is being thrown away. <laughs> like, oh my God. So, but I think, I think because I know myself and I know I'm such a picky person, that's why receiving gifts is kind of low for me because I'm like constantly in the back of my brain. I'm like, don't be a bitch. Someone tried to do something nice for you. And I have to like check myself and be like, relax. It's the thought that counts. I know you're never going to wear this. It's okay. Move on. Like, meh. so yeah, receiving gifts has to be number five. Um, number four. <sighs> number four. Number it's hard. Number. Uh, I don't, I mean. You have 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I'm like, okay, I'm at a tie right now. Help me. I'm at a tie between words of affirmation and physical touch. And I'll explain to you why I'm at a tie right now as to which one should be for and which one shouldn't be. Words of affirmation. I, it's not that I like <clears throat> hearing it. I feel like I need to hear that you you think of me. and But I don't like long conversations, and I don't want you to say it to me every day. And that's why I'm like, I'm not really sure. Because if you text me every day, like if I'm in a relationship with someone, and they're blowing up my phone every day, I'm annoyed. Like, stop. I got well, things to do. Well, I think it's your, your own definition of words of affirmation. So okay. So, like, the perfect amount of the perfect amount of affirmation I'm thinking of you. you yeah like but what what I'm thinking of you even count as a words of affirmation because I don't need you to be like you're beautiful you're smart you're such a good person like I don't need you to say those things to me um, but I want to know you're thinking of me you know what no that just answered my own question words of affirmation is number four okay I don't that care quick. <laughs> I don't care if you're positive to me we just talked about this I'm apathetic to everything <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you're <laughs> side story I called her like a couple hours ago before you came over to see when you were coming over her boyfriend answered her phone and he goes what do you want but I wasn't expecting to hear his voice I was like oh my god Matt hey and I was just like normal regular answer I just cracked it I was like truly apathetic because I don't care I don't care I'm not gonna <laughs> respond and be like oh my god that was so rude how dare you answer yeah he was expecting like he was expecting you to kind of just snap at him and I don't I don't I give no shits I give no shits yeah. so I was just like oh hey what's going on it's so nice to hear from you he was like oh that was not what I was expecting well, that was lame so obviously words of affirmation are low because I'm apathetic so does physical touch fall number three yeah I think physical touch would be number three after that because and here's why I was gonna put physical touch as number four but it definitely should be number three physical you know this about me 
being touched makes me nervous and uncomfortable. Yeah, like when I touch your... Stop! <laughs> Stop it. Stay on your side. I'm surprised that wasn't number five, honestly. No, okay, so here's why I thought I had to put it higher, because yes, it makes me uncomfortable, but at the same time, like, I definitely crave it, and that's something that I had to learn about myself, because I didn't think I was that person, but Mm -hmm. I'm definitely, like, I'm the person when I'm sad, not when I'm crying, because I'm saying, like, you, if I'm crying, then I feel like I'm trapped if you try and hug me, but if I'm just, like, not in a good headspace and someone hugs me, and they, like, hold on to me when they're hugging me, or, like, I'm talking and they have their arm over me, I feel very grounded having that, so I'm, like, I know it makes me nervous, but at the same time, like, half the time it makes me super nervous and uncomfortable. The other half the time I feel, like, very secure and very grounded in that relationship. I think you like appropriate physical touch. That's probably a good way to put it. And not, like, just weird, Because I hate PDA. Grosses me out. Yeah. Hold on. You're gonna have to figure that one out. I don't know. It grosses me out. I I can be pushed. I can be pushed, but... I mean, not even if Leonardo DiCaprio finally just decides Like I said, I can be pushed. (laughs) (laughs) Leonardo DiCaprio, like, fine, dude, whatever. (laughs) No, I'm not signing the prenup. Like, yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So, yeah, I think, yeah, physical, so I'm, what, that's three? That's three, right? Yeah. What was my lowest one? I'm like, I don't remember now. Receiving gifts was lowest. Receiving gifts. I'm not looking at the thing. I know. Why. Okay, so receiving gifts was the lowest. Words of affirmation was number four. And physical, physical touch was number three. So now I have... So quality time, quality time, access service. Those are my last two. Yes. Okay. Shit. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're really close. They're really close. Are we, do we have the same top two? <laughs> yeah. We have the same top two. Of course we do. <laughs> I, think, I think they're not tight. I think I'll put... Acts of service actually slightly above quality time. Because if you went grocery shopping for me and made sure I did not have to do it because I fucking hate grocery shopping. Which will happen if we live together. It will. I love you till the end of time. Like we don't you don't even have to hang out with me that day. You could be like I hello, I cook for your vegetarian, pescatarian lifestyle. And clearly you knew that that was my number one love language because that's what you do constantly, acts of service for me. You cook for me, you will go shopping for me if I don't want to go pick something up from the grocery store. See guys, it doesn't have to be romantic. It could be platonic friendships. (laughs) Boom. Also... The more you pay attention, the better you are at figuring out someone's love language. Because clearly you knew mine and I knew yours. Because I would just ask to hang out with you. Yeah. There Boom. you go. Boom. And we will do nothing. We have had plenty of hangout dates where we do nothing. And it's great. Yeah. What I feel like we did this all wrong and someone's going to be like, you guys did it fucking wrong. <laughs> Someone's gonna tweet us and be like, "These dumb hoes." This is that is not how you figure out your love language. You know what? Whatever. This is how we did it. So, boom. I feel like my spicy Leo will say something. (laughs) (laughs) You know who you are. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. Do you want to do our wisdoms for the day? For the are we done? I think we're good. Do you have something else you want to say about it? No. I'm just going to 
play the way you say no on a loop for the rest of my life. Anytime anyone asks me something and I want to say no, I'm just going to play you saying no. <laughs> Anyway, as we're wrapping up, <laughs> sipping on story time, we're going to go into our next segment, which is Wifey Wisdoms. It's a segment that we individually introduce. It's either an inspiring quote, life advice, or food for thought. Do you have your Wifey Wisdom together? I, I do. I finally got my life you together. You do? When, <laughs> when did this happen? Literally right when I was talking about the book. I was like, oh, and I have my quote. And you were like, no. Yes, I, I literally I... said that to you. <laughs> Wow. I was choking wow. on. <laughs> you were choking on the sage I burned. Yes, Slash was trying to freaking get the demons out of her room. And we discovered that Nani was the demon <laughs> all along. All along it was you. Well, I just gave you like 30 minutes of praise about how well you listened to me and how like you buy gifts based off of things I, I was said. dying from being sage. You weren't even listening. The demon inside of oh me God. was trying to escape. Tell your demon that it needs to calm down. You were supposed to be listening to me. They were not happy. They were not happy. Sorry. I'm so sorry, demon. They were doing parkour in my, <laughs> in my soul. Dodging the sage. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I don't care. What do you want to do? Oh, I'm sorry. Indecisive Libra. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, I knew I needed to be decisive in that moment. That was <laughs> my act of service to you right there. <laughs> I'm so I giving. feel like we we got it wrong, but oh well. No, and even if we got it wrong, especially you suck it. no, especially <laughs> if we got it wrong, I feel like we constantly have to misquote it now. If we got it wrong, we're just gonna misquote it constantly. <laughs> like just be like suck on that, guys. This That's is what we're my doing. Love language. They're like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> You're still wrong. And we're like four years later, we're still talking about our love language. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god anyways my quote is from that book by the way okay. that's why i was like how dare you not remember um so the the author if you've never if you don't know the book that we're talking about it's called the five love languages the secret to love that last the author is gary chapman oh i do remember now <laughs> fucking failure i read it to you and everything i remember your quote i remember your quote I'm the better friend in this relationship. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. I failed. I suck at life. God, she fails. Anyways, I highly recommend the book. Nalani recommends the book. If we are wrong about the five love languages, then... We need to reread that book. Then clearly, <laughs> please read, people. That's the, the moral of the story is please read. But <laughs> isn't, isn't books or aren't books subje- subjective? Literature anyway? and art is up for interpretation. Exactly. This is our interpretation. Um... <laughs> So to continue my interpretation, I'm going to read you a quote from it. It says, For love, we will climb mountains, cross seas, traverse desert sands, and endure untold hardships. Without love, mountains become unclimbable, seas uncrossable, deserts unbearable, and hardships are a lot in life. And I feel like I chose that quote mostly because I think it's important to recognize the power that love has in our lives regardless of if it's romantic love or platonic friendship love or Mm self-love and I think like especially if it is self-love love has so much power in your life to to you know take that obstacle that you thought I would never be able to get this promotion I would never be able to graduate with this degree or like whatever that big goal is whatever that mountain is in your brain love has that ability to just take it into something that you can achieve 
rather than being something that's constantly going to be in your way. And I think we, so many of us try and put love in a box or you think too simply about love. And it's like, oh, this is just me having good self-esteem or, oh, this is just me having strong communication in my relationship. Those things matter. Those things are important. But I think we can't, you can't lessen the effect that love has on you and how much it touches everything in your life, not just your self-esteem, not just your communication, but like every part of your, of your life, of your relationships, of the way you view yourself, love has the ability to impact it either incredibly positively or with its lacking and with its void, take you to a place where you can't see something good, something positive coming. So I think in our discussion, in our topic of Valentine's or Galentine's Day, remember that love is an incredibly powerful emotion. It's an incredibly powerful force in the world and give love to yourself, give love to others and remember that it can do anything for you. Yeah. Love conquers all. There you go. All right. My quote is you carry so much love in your heart, give some to yourself. And it's by initials. The initials are RZ. Um, I really like this quote because I I connect to it on a personal level. It's like, <clears throat> I'm a very empathetic person, or I feel that I am. And I have so much love for my friends, for my family, um, for my romantic partner. It's just, I get so caught up with worrying about everyone else's feelings that sometimes I forget about me. I forget to take care of myself, and I think... You know, I need to remind myself, take that bubble bath. Mm-hmm. Go on a walk by yourself. Um, go buy that sparkly, sparkly thing, thing. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the window over there. Or do a face mask or something. Like, turn off your phone. Um, just to allow myself that, no, like, yes, these people are very important to your life. And, yes, they may depend on you a lot. And they may need need you for different things but at the same time you need you need time for yourself you need yeah. to take care of you and it's just I've been on a constant like go 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 dealing with you know max surgery and all that and like with my job and everything in between it's just I need to love myself to ensure that I will forever be on the right path of being a, a good person so yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think it it touches on a lot of what you talked about earlier about remembering that you are you should also be on that list of people that you love. It shouldn't mm-hmm. just be other people. You need to be on that list for yourself as well. Like you need to be <clears throat> your your biggest cheerleader. Yeah, completely. Alrighty. I think we're good. I think we did it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So um, be sure to follow us on our social media. If we are wrong about the five love languages, go ahead and go in on a rant. I will read it. I don't care. I will read it. (laughs) I will be so entertained. Please do it. (laughs) So our Instagram is at on Wednesdays we drink podcast. Our Twitter handle is OWWD podcast. We are on Spotify if you want to listen to us there. Um, make sure you subscribe so you get notice when our next episode is dropping and this will be out Wednesday, February 12th. So yes. So have a wonderful Valentine's day or wonderful Galentine's day. Yes, girl. So remember to love your loved ones and to love yourself. Yeah. 
So, yeah, on that note, keep it wicked. And seize the day by the cup full. Bye, loves. Bye, loves.